Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Jordan Sather here. It's Thursday, July 8th, and it's great to see you again. I took a few days off there over the 4th of July holiday, and now it's time to get back to business. So before I get into covering my favorite news of the last few days, all the relevant, exciting stories, got a few housekeeping things I want to cover. First of all, shout out to Redpill78. He was gracious enough to invite me onto his podcast over the weekend, so I actually called into his show on the 4th of July and decided to hang out, chat with him. If you want to listen to it, go find it on his channels or I'll link it right down there below. Thanks, Red Pill. And then second of all, I did a podcast a couple of days ago that released yesterday with none other than Ron Watkins. Yes, famous code monkey. Uh, him and his co-host Tony invited me onto their Alien Agenda podcast to talk about UFOs. So absolutely, I'm going to go on and talk to Ron and Tony about UFOs. That dropped yesterday. I'll also include that link down there below. We talked about Above Majestic. They had a lot of questions about that documentary for me. And I had a lot of questions about Alien Leaks for Ron. You know, Alien Leaks is his new sort of like WikiLeaks style outfit, but for UFOs. So I wanted to know more about that. We talked a lot about uh, other things as well. So links to both of those shows will be right down there. And then uh, that's pretty much it. So now let's just get into today's sponsor and then we'll hit the business with the articles. All right, guys, a couple more housekeeping things that I missed a minute ago and then we'll get down into the articles. So speaking of live streams, because I haven't live streamed in like a week or so, I'm gonna get back into the grind by having one today on Thursday and tomorrow on Friday. Both of these are going to be at 4 p.m. Pacific and they'll be on the usual live streaming channels, DLive, Twitch, and Foxhole. So hope you can join one of those. If you can't, the replays will be up not long afterwards, as per usual. And then for my Zoom calls that I do for Subscribestar and JordanSather.tv patrons of mine, if you are supporting me on one of those platforms, I'm going to be having some Zoom calls over the next week or so. So check for the updates on there for date and time on Subscribestar or JordanSather.tv. And if you want to get on, get in on a live Q&A with me, consider supporting. Supporting the journalism I do on Subscribestar or my uh, jordansather.tv website. Links to both of those will be right down there below. So that's that. Now let's get into this right here. Starting off with all oh, the most beautiful news I've heard in a long time. The news of Trump's class action lawsuit that he gave to the world yesterday at his announcement from Bedminster, New Jersey, and what beautiful news this is. Imagine just a class action lawsuit against Facebook, against Twitter, against Google, all led by the Trumper himself. I mean, it's just, it's great. So a few de details about this. Uh, they are filing for injunctive relief in this lawsuit like today or tomorrow. So if that injunctive relief is, I guess, decided upon by the judge and approved, that means we could very well be getting our Twitters and YouTubes and Facebooks back. Yes, we could very well be getting our accounts back, and that includes Trump and maybe even you and I as well. So cross your fingers for that one. I have no expectations, but I didn't even guess that this would be a possibility at all. And now it looks like it is possibly a possibility. So let's hope that's the case. That would be awesome to get those accounts back. Uh, 
not that I really want to be on those platforms, but it's much easier to reach people on those platforms, that's for sure, especially people that need the kind of information that people like me and you can offer them, right? And then also, it's just, as a content creator, it's much better for our view counts to be on those big, large platforms. So that would be nice. I'd basically just keep telling people to go find me on Telegram or BitChute, tweet about that all the time. Who knows? I don't even know what I would do with myself if I got my YouTube channel back. But anyway, also, the website for it is takeonbigtech.com. That is takeonbigtech.com. That will redirect you to Trump's project that is overseeing this whole thing. And if you are looking to join this class action lawsuit, if you have a story to tell, you can uh, type it in there. There's a little box where you can put your name, contact info, and your story of censorship. And maybe you know you can get on this class action lawsuit. I did. I sent my story in like 15 minutes after Trump's press conference. So hopefully I'm pretty like high up on the list, but I haven't been contacted yet. We'll see. Hopefully I do. I've got what? Oh, geez. 18, 19 platforms that have all suspended me by now and almost a million uh, combined followers between all of them to offer. Like I could, I'd be a pretty good poster child for this lawsuit. That's for sure. So yeah, that's that. This is huge. This class action lawsuit, fantastic news. And on the news of big tech as well, Getter, you know, Getter just relaunched, launched like a week ago, almost a week ago. And it's getting some controversy. On the other hand, we're getting some bigger names start to sign up to it. We got Mike Pompeo saying that he has an official account on Getter now. So that gives it a little bit of credibility. Granted, there is information coming out about possible vulnerabilities within the source code of the Getter website. So I don't know, man. I don't know. The way I see it, I'm just like, we can pretty much use any tool we can get right now, so why not? I will definitely sign up for Getter and start posting there. But the way you should use Getter, no matter what, and that goes for any other social media platform, is just be smart about it, right? Use a VPN if you have one. If you don't have one, it's probably a good idea to learn what a VPN is and maybe get one. Don't use the same password that you use on all your other accounts, right? Create a different password. Don't post personal information on it. Obviously, that goes for any social media platform. So I just think if you're smart about the way you're using it, there's really nothing to worry about and might as well, might as well, right? But who knows, maybe soon we'll all be able to tweet from our original Twitter accounts and post on Facebook our links together so we can <laughs> tell people to start going over there. So anyway, uh, that's that for Getter. And now we're gonna move on to talking more audits. Yes, more audits are coming. Pennsylvania looks like it's going to be next. The state senator from Pennsylvania, his name is Doug Mastriano. He was on Steve Bannon's War Room podcast yesterday talking about this initiative, how they're gonna be basically trying to get the same forensic audit that happened in Maricopa County to happen in Pennsylvania in the same way. They've got like three counties that they're zeroing in on. Doug said that they have enough votes in the state legislature to get the audit uh, initiated. So we'll see. We'll see. It looks like Pennsylvania is going to be next, though, and then the dominoes are just going to fall after that. Uh, if you imagine the the, the re from the fake news from Arizona 
was enough. Just imagine if they had like three or four audits at the same time that they had to smear, uh, smear and deal with all at once. So <laughs> it's just going to happen faster and faster and faster. And one thing to say about any other audits that come out after Arizona, it's going to be faster, okay? The reason why Arizona took so long is because the state and local governments there in Arizona completely blocked and hindered this audit from getting what they needed to. And not just that, but there were uh, proms and graduation ceremonies that had to use the event space that the audit was using. So it took like two to three months, I imagine, any audit that comes out next, like Pennsylvania, might not have those same roadblocks, so it would happen a whole lot faster, maybe a month or two to get you know, the results from those. So this process, the way I see it, is just going to speed up, and again, more dominoes. More dominoes are going to start falling. So that news came out yesterday about Pennsylvania, and we also had attorney Matt DiPerno also on the War Room over the last couple of days as well. And he said that in Michigan, Georgia, and Arizona, they found anonymous user remote access logons that basically means anybody could have logged in and changed the results. So just all kinds of information day by day. You know, the the drip, drip, drip is just turning into a flood and we're getting more questionable evidence coming out every day, clearly showing that, yes, this election was tainted from the start and there's also a new website if you want to donate to the Arizona audit that website is eifftar.org i'll say it again eifftar.org that acronym stands for the election integrity fund for the american republic so that is raising money exclusively for the Arizona audit there's a few sources you can go through but you know, there's been some questions about who's fundraising for these audits and where's the money going, et cetera, et cetera. So that's that's one place where 100% of that money is going to the audit uh, if you want to go and support it. So moving on from that, now let's get into more news coming out about what happened on January 6th. The, the insurrection, as it's called, you know. So much information is coming out in recent weeks showing this to be a completely questionable event with so many, so many obvious problems with it from the in, from the FBI infiltration, what looks to be COINTELPRO all over this thing, from more images and videos coming out from the police officers that were there, not acting like peaceful police officers. They were acting like Antifa people. I mean, Gateway Pundit here reporting that Images of a police officer firing flash bombs into Trump supporters from that day. And then Kash Patel, I believe, did an interview with the Epic Times maybe yesterday or today that's coming out that's completely blowing up the narrative on January 6th. You know, the fake news around then wanted us to believe that Trump... uh, purposely did not deploy the National Guard and all this sort of stuff when it's coming out that he tried to do a lot of things. He was just stifled and blocked at every turn. And then, you know, the propaganda writers make it look like it's Trump's fault. So a lot of stuff coming out about January 6th. Also, it looks like we have the identity of the killer of Ashley Babbitt and the individual who allegedly 
killed Ashley Babbitt is Capitol Police Lieutenant Michael Byrd is the name of the officer uh, that we allegedly have on camera. I mean, he's there, what looks to be him, with a mask on, holding a gun there in the Capitol building moments before Ashley Babbitt was shot. So looks like it's this dude. Looks like it's him. Haven't seen his name once on CNN and NBC and WAPO and the New York Times, but uh, all evidence is pointing to that police lieutenant, Lieutenant Michael Byrd, being the guy. So we'll see if anything happens to him. Uh, And you know, the the fake media, they're doing all they can right now to prop up the, the false narratives about January 6th. I'm, we're seeing it all over the place. I mean, that politician, that politician, that news agency does a segment prime time on it. They're they're doing a lot to prop up these narratives because they know how much it's just falling and being destroyed before our, our very eyes. Those narratives about <laughs> what they claim happened on the sixth, not what actually happened, and they're doing all they can to smear people regarding the events as well. I'm sure you've heard of the. The Lego set thing. I mean, I've seen a million memes about this thing, and they're all hilarious because this story is just absolutely absurd. I think it originated here in the Daily Beast, and the story goes that the riot leader, one of the people involved in the insurrection, had a fully constructed U.S. Lego set at his home, and the the FBI federal investigators seized that piece of evidence, that Capitol riot Lego set. Capital Lego set, the replica. <laughs> oh, geez. If the FBI raided my house when I was 12, I guess they would assume that I was going to plan an insurrection on the Death Star or the Millennium Falcon or something like that. <laughs> like, Lego set, are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, it's just clown world we're getting through, and I can't believe what's coming out about all this. Meanwhile, the FBI won't do jack shit about all the election fraud and all the other problems in our country, but oh, uh, they'll go for they'll go for Lego sets. <laughs> and then we have the Washington Post here running more articles about the insurrectionists and even featuring the you know the QAnon shaman guy, which all kinds of weird questions about that dude. But you know they're just they're just pointing to their uh, whipping boys. There's a bunch of whipping boys that the media loves to feature about these events. And just make it all look absolutely crazy. So that is continuing. Next, yesterday on Twitter, they decided to trend JFK Jr. Because this video surfaced from the comedy duo The Good Liars. Uh, they, they didn't seem that funny to me. But anyway, uh, they're like political activist comedians, if you catch my drift there, right? So this video came out of basically these dudes who call themselves the good liars. They're interviewing people and asking them questions about JFK Jr. and stuff. So the only reason it came out and trended is because it's just convenient for the narratives, right? And, of course, Twitter trending is fake trending. You should know that. We should all know that by now. They don't trend what's actually trending. They trend what they want you to think and be focused on. So... It's pretty funny that this trended the same day that Donald Trump came out with his class action lawsuits. Like, I don't know, maybe Jack Dorsey and Big Tech were just bitter or something like that. But, ah, this JFK Jr. garbage. I mean, it's been just fake clickbait stuff that's been 
permeating, infiltrating the truth movement for the last three years, and uh, they're still trying to beat the dead horse with it. You know, it's, it's just one of those narratives that the mainstream media uses to make it all look bad. One of the wrap-up smear narratives that they love to use. So that was trending yesterday. Can imagine why, right? And they're also using other whipping boys to make the movement look violent, crazy, deranged, nuts. Another one of those guys goes by the name Phil Godlewski. And I've checked out his telegram before in a couple of his videos, and this guy just seems like, I don't know, he's missing a few screws or or something like that. Like he's off his rocker. Uh, he seemed like full of shit, quite, quite frankly, in terms of uh, my opinion. But here we have Will Summer, of course, for the Daily Beast. He's going to try to find, Will Summer's going to try to find, you know, any top-level crazy, anything he can to write a narrative about. And here we go. You know, we, we have some weirdos in this movement, everybody, some real weirdos who are probably, in my opinion, just looking for attention and maybe money more than they actually want to help people. So they're they're out there. And then the weirdos are going to get highlighted by the fake news media to smear the whole movement, you see. So we just have to be careful about who we're supporting and who we are amplifying, right, to represent this movement because there's not there's some people out there who are getting amplified by their audiences and I think they are not good representatives for the truth movement. Um, and we have another one, right? In Canada, this is the, the Canadian lady who claims that she's like the new head of government in Canada. She's the new head of state. And she's literally sending cease and desist orders to vaccination clinics and pharmacies around uh, Victoria, British Columbia. So this is another person who is not that relevant in the truth movement or the Q movement. They're not that relevant. Most people have never heard about them. But here we have mainstream media featuring them as if they're the face of the movement, right? And creating just this whole wrap-up smear with it. So, again, there's infiltrators, guys. There's shills. There's weirdos out there. We got to be careful about who we support and who we share around and who we amplify because that's going to, you know, it could come back to bite us later on down the road. So there's all that, all right? Moving on from Talking Q, let's talk about the president of Haiti now. This was nuts. The Haitian president was assassinated in his home by, I guess, mercenaries, and these mercenaries were claiming they were U.S. government DEA agents. Like, pretty weird story that clearly is just full of bullshit all over the place, but... uh Haiti's in just crazy upheaval right now. There's a power struggle there, I guess, now that the president has been assassinated. And God, I mean, so many questions about this thing. Who did it? Why did they do it? Why did they really do it? Because we're going to get, of course, some official stories about what happened. I want to know the truth behind the official stories. And, uh, you know, there is one speculation that I do have about this This. Uh, this assassination, and I do find it interesting, though, that just a couple of days before the Haiti president was assassinated, there was articles all around, like, even international media, U.S. media, English media, uh, U.K. media, I mean, and Haiti even, and one 
fact, one detail within all of these stories was that Haiti was basically terrible with their vaccinations. And by that, the narrative we got was that Haiti was not giving vaccines out, which in my opinion is great. But the fake news was saying it was terrible. And basically, it said the Haiti government is denying all the vaccines they're getting because they don't want AstraZeneca shots in their country causing blood clot issues, right? So basically, it sounded like the Haiti government was really anti-vaccine. And those news stories were just two, three days, you know, I'll share a couple screenshots of some of them that I read with you. Those stories came out just like two days before the president got assassinated, right? And some people might think that's a stretch, that's a reach. Why would you even connect those? Like, that's crazy, Jordan. But on the other hand, remember the president of Tanzania in Africa, Magafulgi? He was the one, I, I might have just butchered his name there, but anyway, he was the guy during the beginning of the scamdemic that sent in the DNA samples of goat and pawpaw fruit with those PCR tests that his country got and they came back positive. Remember that? Pawpaw fruit came back positive. That was the president of Tanzania. Just a few months ago, he mysteriously died. What? What? Right? Right. And there was another president, I believe, in Africa as well that recently passed away who he was pretty anti-scamdemic, anti-World Health Organization, question all this crap going on with Big Pharma. So it really makes you wonder what actually happened in Haiti where there's some real powerful special interests that were making some things happen there to advance their agenda, if you know what I'm saying. I'm not saying that's fact or the truth, but the dots are connecting, and it looks like the dots have connected before with other presidents who may have been taking out for not going along with the globalist agenda. I wonder if that's what's up here. And then, obviously, we have all the deep state globalist connections with Haiti. So, yeah, crazy situation going on down there on that island. Uh, moving on from this, more hacker news. Again, it's like, Another Monday, another story about hackers wanting Bitcoin. Seriously. It's so bullshit at this point. And seriously, why do they all want Bitcoin? All right now, too. Like, oh my gosh, so many hackers in the last two weeks all wanting Bitcoin. <laughs> it clearly looks like a frame job just to tank the crypto markets right now when it's supposed to be in a crazy bull cycle. But uh, it seems like there are globalist powers trying to do all they can to keep that crypto from mooning uh yeah hackers again really yawn now let's get into finishing up with vaccines and and scamdemics and whatnot so of course fourth of july came around joe biden being told to say certain things by whoever's got their hands so far up joe biden's ass that it's like to their elbow by now biden tells americans getting vaccinated is the most patriotic thing you can do eye roll and then, of course, we have Joe Biden introducing his door-to-door vaccination efforts. Uh, please comment down below if you have gotten anybody knocking on your door yet. I have not. Uh, we'll see in the next week or two, I guess, if this actually happens. Maybe it's just more talk than actual walk. But <laughs> everybody, everybody is like, what in the absolute hell is the deal with this? Door-to-door what, what are we going to call them? Jacovid witnesses? They're going to be Jacovid witnesses. Coming to your door, knocking. 
Excuse me, sir. Have you heard from our Lord and Savior, Pfizer, about their new mRNA shots? <laughs> uh, and actually, if you put a no solicitation or a trespassing sign around your property that's easily visible, uh, I do believe it is illegal for them to come onto your property. So, yep, don't answer the door. Come on. Don't answer the door for those people, poor folks. Honestly, I kind of feel bad for those useful idiots. They're gonna they're gonna, uh, gonna be going around doing the vaccine salesman stuff because they're gonna get an earful from so many people. They're they're just gonna get berated. Like I, I wouldn't want that job. I, I wouldn't take that job because I'm not a freaking idiot. I wouldn't go around trying to force vaccinate people. But poor souls, poor brains, and poor souls who are gonna take that job up. It's. <laughs> There's going to be some horror stories from that. Uh, I'm sure you heard of this. The army, apparently, our military, is going to try to start making COVID vaccines mandatory starting in September. Now, this is, you know, as the story goes, we'll see if this is the case. But I do know that there are military members who are retiring early because of this. I have seen many reports about that, and I do believe some congressmen as well. Yes, representatives also came out and stated that they are being informed as well that a lot of members of the U.S. military are quitting because of this. And on one hand, I like the fact that they're finally standing up and just saying, no, I'm not going to deal with that, so I'm going to leave, right? Lord knows how much experimental toxic shit our military has been subjected to in recent decades. Anthrax vaccine. I kind of hiccuped when I did that. So So it's good. It's good that military members are standing up and saying, screw this, not going to deal with it. But at the same time, I don't want to see them quit, right? Right now, of all times in history, we need as many patriotic, well-informed, good citizens there within our military to make the change that we need made. So this could even be a tactic being devised by deep state powers to thin out our military, to get rid of the people with the ideologies they don't want in there, right? They don't want smart people, free people, free thinkers in the military. They just want obedient peons that are going to get injected with toxic shit and be brain-dead idiots just following orders, even if the orders are terrible, so, and illegal, so, uh, yeah, I don't know, like, on one hand, great, they're standing up for what they believe in, and doing the right thing, but at the same time, like, we don't want them quitting, we don't want them out of there, so, let's hope that they can prevent this from happening without having to quit, uh, next up, what do we have next, the church in Russia, Russia Orthodox Church, telling people that refusing to be vaccinated against COVID-19 is a sin. It's a sin. And anti-vaxxers must spend their life repenting. Huh. Yeah, the whole the whole organized religion thing never, never sat well with me. We got a lot of people who are trying to play God themselves <laughs> in, in their religious circles. And uh, it's, it's bad. It's bad. There's a lot of institutions upon this planet, both religious and scientific and spiritual and all across the board, that we're going to have to wake up to. We are going to have to wake up 
two. Next article, let's talk about these crazy variants. The there's there's variants for the variants now. I think this we got this Delta, this stupid Delta variant uh, going around, right? And or supposedly going around. And they want to lock down things and make people wear masks again and make people get extra vaccines to protect against this this Delta variant. Well, now we have a, a Lambda variant. That's this strain supposedly in Australia and New Zealand that is another, is another variant, the Lambda strain. Uh, you can just imagine, by the end of this year, they're going to be out of the Greek alphabet. They're going to go down the whole Greek alphabet and have to use... Something else, I don't know. And today, I just saw some news reports about a Delta Plus named variant too. Like, the Delta variant changed already, and now it's the Delta Plus. So, they can't get their shit straight these days at all. At all. What's the what's the next variant? Are you kidding me? So, that's, that's some BS. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, we also got more... More heat coming out about the Wuhan lab leak. The Fauci-funded EcoHealth Group that did get some of the money and was involved in some of that gain-of-function research. They're basically blocking any documents they have about the Wuhan lab. So they don't want to They don't want to admit what happened or give it up, uh, even though it's basically mainstream knowledge at this point. All right, last, last thing here. I just want to touch really quickly on Stephen Greer's new UFO documentary, The Cosmic Hoax, an expose. In fact, this is just going to be really quick because I'm going to do a dedicated video reviewing this within the next, like, two or three days, probably over the weekend. But I just want to make a couple of points about this documentary. It was decent. It was all right. It was kind of just a rehash of a lot of Greer's narratives over the last five or so years. So... You know, it's not that new, really. But it, it had, there were a few things I definitely disagreed with. Uh, there were a, you know, a few subtle narratives in there. I'm just like, that. that's bullshit. Also, it had a very social justice warrior, a very SJW kind of fake woke, diet woke vibe to it. There was a pretty long segment in that doc that went off about racism and fascism and all these things and i'm like when did greer become antifa <laughs> and last thing is that how threatening can this really be to the deep state if this documentary is on youtube duh it's on youtube G greer is still on youtube and twitter and facebook and he even has a a check mark like a verified check mark on instagram so how threatening is greer really to the deep state Stephen Greer's had documentaries on Netflix. He's been on Joe Rogan. Like, let's be real. And I found this hilarious. Yesterday, Stephen Greer put out an email on his email list that was uh, complaining about being shadow banned. Shadow banned. That's his. That's the extent of the censorship that Stephen Greer gets, apparently, is shadow banning that he really doesn't have any evidence for. And this doesn't, doesn't just go for Stephen Greer. This also goes for people across the alternative media spectrum, especially Simon Parks. He's a notable one for this conversation. But how many influencers out there basically virtue signal with censorship? Like, 
They try to gain this, this sense of credibility for their audiences by complaining and whining about censorship. Meanwhile, they don't provide any evidence at all of being censored. Simon Park says, oh, I've had all these videos taken down and I can't post for three months. YouTube should have sent you an email. You should be able to screenshot that email and show us. Show us what, which videos they took down, the emails you got for that, and the emails you got for being banned. Right? Stephen Greer. Um, you have no evidence of being shadow banned. Dude, your documentary is still up on YouTube. Let's, uh, it's got like 300,000 views at this point. You ain't shadow banned. You ain't censored if you're still on YouTube. If you're still on these platforms. So, anyway. I'll put out that that uh, review piece about Greer's doc in the coming days. And you can see more of my thoughts on that. And then, uh, yeah, if you want to discuss that or anything else, hang out with me at one of my live streams today. A little later today, maybe tomorrow by the time you see this, uh, but I'll be live today, Thursday, tomorrow, Friday, and then on Monday as well, back to the sort of the normal schedule then, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, live streams. So hope you can tune in. Thank you for watching this one. Much appreciated, everybody. Links on how to support this show and where to find me on social media like Telegram and Getter and whatnot will be right there below. See you in the next video, everybody. Peace out. Doosh.